so we've talked about like regulation we've talked about like some policies that probably the church is influencing but now let's get into politics now uh, we we had a summit for church and politics um I'll, i'll link some of the the videos from that summit if you want to watch them uh but yes so we talked about a couple of things and one of the things that i think was answered during the summit was should a pastor vie for office while they are still a pastor i think we've seen a couple of pastors do that and probably even won and become members of parliament um do you think that is correct is this uh, against the the bible in any way uh i would say correct is not the right question okay yeah because correct gives you the right and wrong kind answer. of answer you know <laughs> I see. which Uh, as you may have known by now for me I am not <laughs> you don't have coach. that one <laughs> i'm not a dichotomous person <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i don't like yes and no answers so um it is not an issue of correct yeah the issue is politics as we said at the summit mm-hmm. is uh, is part of god's agenda it is unfortunate that people have looked at this as outside of God's agenda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Politics is part of God's agenda. Mm-hmm. God is a politician. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I know some Christians may not want to <laughs> uh, <laughs> to yes to, to say that. Okay. Uh because right from Genesis mm-hmm. all the way to Revelation which is the whole Bible. Yeah. is a political agenda. Mm-hmm which starts in the garden of eden and is going to end in the kingdom of heaven yeah yeah okay. and in between it's politics mm-hmm. you know so but in god's structure of politics yeah. there is a, a clear let me not say very clear but there's a, a division mm-hmm. between who does what yeah so we have priests and priests have a very specific role mm. that they play in the agenda of god mm. these are the people who um respond to the needs of the people mm. and bring the needs of the people to god mm-hmm. that's what you would call a pastor today okay okay mm-hmm. uh then we have the the prophets mm-hmm. uh the prophets are people who god has appointed to bring the mind of god mm-hmm. into society mm-hmm. not necessarily to just the church but to society in general mm-hmm. and we see that in the bible we see it even today mm-hmm. so that god can reveal his mind or what he's thinking about the country of kenya mm-hmm. and a prophet would say this is what god is saying about kenya mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether we accept it or not. Yeah. That is not an issue. Mm. Uh it will come to pass yeah, <laughs> if it is of God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because God doesn't require our permission to do what he wants to do. <laughs> That is true. Okay. Mm. So those are two specific roles. Mm. The third role uh in God's government is a king. Okay. Uh the government, what we would now today call the government. Now, the government like in our case the president Uhuru Kenyatta is God's servant mm-hmm. who has been given the responsibility to ensure that the country of Kenya is in 
good order mm. that the people's welfare is taken care of yeah. and he's responsible to god just like i as a pastor am mm. responsible to god mm. that is something that we have not yet appreciated people think that for my for anybody to be a servant of god they must be born again mm. you know mm. no god is beyond born again yeah god is is this whole universe is under his control yeah so these leaders play that role mm. now when you look at this that how that structure played plays or played in the in in the in the bible mm. uh, times the priest had his role the prophet has his role the king has his role yeah and when each any of them crossed into each other's paths god himself brought judgment mm. you know mm. uh, in the time of samuel and saul yeah saul was the king samuel was the prophet mm. The king would seek the mind of God mm -hmm. through the prophet whether he should or should not go to war. Mm -hmm. Okay? And the Saul was going to war. Uh and Samuel has said yes, God is going to go with you. Yeah. But before you you get into battle, I will come and offer a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Now unfortunately uh, the, and I say unfortunately <laughs> Samuel was late <laughs> like yeah. many of us are sometimes are late so well, Samuel African time I African <laughs> Samuel was operating on African time African. I don't think so so he was late so when Saul saw that the 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 battle was getting really hard and people were really getting scattered mm. he decided to offer the sacrifice and right there judgment was pronounced upon him because he had crossed the path which he had was not supposed to so i've given you that long story to answer your short question <laughs> when i've been called as a pastor and in the time that i'm serving as a pastor my responsibility is to serve god in that space somebody else will be called as a king yeah. and he is to serve god in that space as a king and when i use king king comes all the way from mca to to the president those are all in the kingship role mm. so if i were to now go into the king space mm -hmm. as a pastor first of all it brings division within the church mm. because in a church especially in a cosmopolitan uh setting like say in the cities and towns mm. i am a pastor of a large congregation made up of people of different political persuasions yeah so if i come out and say for example i am a jubilee uh supporter or candidate. or candidate for that matter <laughs> yeah what do those people who don't believe in jubilee do and they are my part of my congregation mm -hmm. i already put them in a dilemma i put them in a difficult situation mm -hmm. because on the one hand they want support me as their pastor mm -hmm. on the other hand they don't believe in the party yeah. that i have gone for Chosen, yeah. are you together yes so that brings confusion and god is not a god of confusion mm. so i may force myself and say no god has called me then step down yeah step down from being a priest okay 
Yes, there's yeah. no problem. Like say now for myself, mm. I'm no longer leading a congregation. I'm no longer leading a church. If I, I sense that God is calling me into the political space, yeah. I could go there yeah. because then I'm making myself available to Kenyans, including my former congregational members, <laughs> yeah. you know, to choose whether they agree with me or not. Yeah. But they are not put in that dilemma yeah. uh, that I would put them if mm. I was still in office. Hmm. So that is a very clear separation that is there in the scriptures and even from just a practical point of view, it's there. Yeah. I have seen, you mentioned some pastors that have gone into that space and I've talked with some of them who have been very bitter. Yeah. I say, even my members didn't <laughs> vote for me. Why should they vote for you? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, why? Because <laughs> voting is a, is a free will. I make a free choice. Yeah. And if I didn't think you are the kind of person who could deliver what I'm thinking, then, then I don't vote. Yes, it's my choice. Yeah. But you see, that, that expectation that because I am your bishop, because I'm your pastor, you should vote for me, mm. already creates a tension mm. and a confusion within the church space. Yeah. We should not be there. Yeah. That I, I completely agree with that. And in fact, you've, you've actually just alluded to what I was going to ask next. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, with politics comes a lot of division. And, you know, just people have different persuasions for various reasons. And those reasons might also not be correct reasons because some people will choose a specific political inclination because of tribe or, yeah, mainly tribe. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and so, so in this space, actually, what we're trying to do is let's talk about issues. You know, we keep saying, what are what what are those issues? We don't even know sometimes how to go about discussing those issues. Um, and so, how can the church play a role in dealing with some of those divisions, especially that are caused by tribe, uh, and more into a discussion about specific issues, specific poli policies. Uh, how do you think the church is best placed to to lead that kind of conversation? And if so, like how can we go towards that direction? Uh, yes, that that is a, a, a role that the church could play mm -hmm. and has been playing yeah. and will continue to play. Mm -hmm. Because like we have said, leadership of a nation is a God-given mandate. Mm -hmm. It's a God-given mandate. And therefore, as church, we cannot just step back and let whoever can, uh, whoever will go in. Yeah. Uh, we would want to see a situation where people who come into leadership are people who have the welfare and interest of the people at heart. Mm -hmm. We would want to see a people who uh, will uphold the relevant values for the nation, mm -hmm. people who are given to lifting up the, the welfare of the people. Mm -hmm. So this is what we advocate for. So I we will not go out and say vote for so and so, yeah. but we'll say, please vote for people who will um, uphold huh. uh, the welfare of the nation. Yeah. So when, when we see people are obviously uh, corrupt in, in 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 practice they have been accused of corrupt deals uh, they are um, they have no moral values mm -hmm. you can see how they conduct themselves and these people present themselves for elections yeah. then we would want uh, the electorate to 
shun those people and go for people of integrity, people uh, who have certain morals and values, people who have been proven to have the interest of the people at heart. Mm. These are things that we would raise. And there are those people, the, such people are available. Mm. Now, the unfortunate thing in our particular context in Kenya is that money plays a big role in our electoral process. Mm -hmm. And so in spite of, and, and then the, the fact that a big majority of the electorate yeah. is poor, it becomes very difficult for you to convince a poor hungry person who has not eaten for several days <laughs> that they cannot receive the, the hundred shillings that will help them to go and buy, yeah. you know, uh, it's a very hard sell. Yeah. <laughs> so, and politicians know about this mm -hmm. and you will find therefore, unfortunately, some of our politicians do not therefore want to uplift the living standards mm -hmm. of the people. Yeah. Why? Because they know that if these people are lifted up, they will be independent yeah. and they can make independent decisions. Mm -hmm. So keep them poor. And so our monies go into the pockets of rich individuals mm -hmm. and uh, they keep eating from us year after year, election after election. Yeah. Why is it, uh, Suzanne, that we elect individuals with our own votes. Mm. We queue from morning to night on electoral day. Some of us are rained on, the sun shines on us and beats on us. We are hungry mm. and we elect these individuals. We take them to leadership position. Yeah. Two, three months down the road, we are so disgusted by those people. <laughs> we want them out. Yeah. What does it tell you? Maybe we didn't understand what we were voting for. We didn't care <laughs> who we were voting for. We are only caring. Yeah. After now, the thing is passed. Yeah. And this has happened election after election mm. after election. Mm. So it's not a new thing. Yeah. So as long as we are going to be voting without thinking through carefully the kind of people that we put in, we will continue in this race, in this cycle, you know, um, yeah. where you get a hundred shillings and then the MP goes in and takes. Yeah, for the next five years. Five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So ours as a, as a as church yeah. is to tell people, these people are going to determine whether you remain in poverty or, or not. you move on to the next level. Yeah. So issues are there. Yeah. But we prefer not to, not to follow them. <laughs> you know, I was thinking as a church member also. Um, so for I, I would want, this is just, you know, wishful thinking. Um, yeah. If I if I was like, I really want my church to speak about this. So for example, um, they, they're raising NHIF charges and they, they're making sure that uh, the insurance will prioritize civil servants. Um and if you have any other insurance, then you will not be able to access any NHIF or something like that. Um, and even even when they're prioritizing civil servants, then that doesn't guarantee you if you don't have any other insurance. That can be a little bit oppressive and it'll be oppressive for most church members. So in my view, I was like, okay, if uh, I wish my church leaders would talk about this and be like, this is hurting 
X amount of my population or my congregation, uh, you know, stuff like that. So that we engage with the church in between election cycles. And then by the time it gets to the election, and they're like, listen, you need to remember. You remember how we we, are, we are argued about NHF? <laughs> remember how we did about CG what taxes? Eh? Now, if we're going to vote, let's look at this and this and this. Ask those people this and this and this. Uh, and then maybe you can guide that conversation better and completely away from tribes. So we're actually talking about NHF, which is one issue. We're talking about taxes, which is another issue. Um, so that's, that's my wishful thinking. I don't know. It's not wishful thinking. <laughs> it's the reality. The unfortunate thing yeah. is that the NHIF yeah. issues yeah. are so many. There's so many. So many. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> it's picking one. Which which will you talk about and which will you do? <laughs> if you have been reading the statements by 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 church leaders, yes. uh, every so often, yeah, and you find we list a number of a number of these yeah. things, yeah, but um. It's, we are in a country of a crisis. Let me call, just <laughs> call it that way. We are in crisis every day. <laughs> if you have sorted out an HIF, somebody is stealing money for the dam. <laughs> uh, you need to talk about that. And somebody has diverted money for yeah. the road. And, and somebody has... I, I mean, we, we are... The solution, the solution mm-hmm. is when we as Kenyans yeah. will become tired mm. of choosing people according to our tribes and according to money. Yeah. Because tribes only comes in at the national level. Yeah. When you're choosing presidents mm. uh, and, and so on. At the local level, it's not tribe. Yeah. It because is money. probably the same tribe. You're all tribe. Yeah. The same tribe. Yeah. Yeah. So it is money. Yeah. So... Uh, Look at the kind of people that sometimes we elect. Uh, you you just get so uh, you get just frustrated. frustrated yes. Is the word you know? <laughs> yeah. How can you even elect such a person yeah. to be a governor? Yeah, yeah. To be your member of parliament? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How? Yeah. But because true. these people can, are the ones who have the money, mm-hmm. which they have stolen from you. Mm-hmm. Then you you elect them into office. Yeah. This is where you, uh, Suzanne, and the young people can make a difference mm. because you are a big majority. Mm. The young people are a big majority in this country. Yeah. If you decide that we are going to elect only people of integrity, people who can make a difference in this country, you can but as long as you choose to remain part of the gang, then. part of the mob, <laughs> part of the people who benefit from the handouts, yeah. then you are going to remain unemployed. Yeah. Because once these people are, are, are going to office, they will not remember you. That's true. They are there for themselves. Yeah. So you have the opportunity Mm. to make a difference. Yeah. And even like while we're on that point and just as we wind up. Yes. Um, talk to those young people because a lot of young people really don't care about politics in fact they switch off they they don't know in fact when i was doing this series this bbi series yeah. um i asked one of my friends um does kenya have a prime minister because i was trying to find out how to explain what the proposals are and she asked me kwani kazi really na kwanga gani you see that's how, that this person is university educated like it's not it's someone who is knowledgeable and so a lot of young people are very disconnected from politics. What what would you say, you know, as uh, speaking to us, maybe as our father in this yeah. context, yeah. why should we be involved in this kind of space? Because if you don't get involved, <laughs> mm. 
you are going to be the sufferers. Because you see, the, um, the, the, the people of my generation and above, the older ones, we have only a few more years to go. That is the reality. <laughs> you know, it's not good to say. Another 50 years, I'll not be around, Suzanne. Okay. <laughs> I will not. Yeah. Even if you want to interview me. Yeah. We hope you'll still be here. <laughs> I will not. That's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, whichever yeah. way I go, mm-hmm. I will not be here. 50 mm-hmm. years, most likely you'll still be around mm-hmm. as, as a grandmother yes, uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of nation would you want to be uh, and to see your grandchildren mm-hmm. live in? Yeah. That nation is being formed now Mm. and if you stay aloof and you don't do anything about it then you are going to be crying with the rest of the people it's very interesting and you raised a very interesting point when we were in the university in in the which university were you in? I was in the University of Nairobi. Shout out to you guys who are in UN. Comment down below. <laughs> in I was in the University of Nairobi. <laughs> it's amazing how politically alive we were. Mm. We we were concerned about issues that are happening in the nation. Mm. We were concerned about issues that are happening in the continent. Mm. We are concerned about issues that are happening in the world. Yeah. If you had the university of Nairobi students went on a riot. Mm. It was not for food. Mm, it was a big problem. <laughs> it was a political issue, <laughs> how the country is run yeah. or being not being run. Yeah. I remember one time we had a whole riot because of something that was happening in West Africa. Yeah. You know? Nice. Okay. Yes. Mm. So I, I get so concerned that the, the young person of today, the young graduate of today, doesn't even know uh, that prime minister, you know, (laughs) we don't have a prime minister, minister. you know, it tells you. So how are you then going to elect these people? Yeah. The person who gives your handout, the person who shouts the loudest, Mm. the person who seems to know what he's doing. Mm. But these people during elections, election season, like we are in right now, mm-hmm. all politicians are very nice. Yeah. Oh, they are so, so good. <laughs> they will promise you heaven, but let me tell you, they'll deliver you hell. Yeah. So if 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 the young people mm. cannot arise to this occasion and take the destiny of the nation, mm. you are going to be crying in the next 20 years in the next 30 years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when now you mature up and you realize this is not the Kenya Definitely. I thought we, we would be in. Mm. But it's being shaped now. Yeah, yeah. But even just to clarify, we are crying now. Like a lot of us are suffering from, no, no, of, j- you know, jobs and all that. So, you are crying now. <laughs> yeah. But in the midst of your crying, yeah. wipe your tears mm, and, pick it and up. do the right thing. Yeah. Do the right thing. Make the right choices. Yeah. Because... The fruit of tomorrow mm. is planted with the seed of today. That's a good one. The fruit of tomorrow is planted with the seed of today. We so if, if, if you, pl- you, you could be crying now, in yeah. fact, if I quote the Bible, the Bible says Psalm 126, uh, that blessed are those who sow in tears, mm. for they will reap a harvest of joy. 
Amen. So while you are in this jobless situation, yeah. while you are in this poverty situation, mm-hmm. while you are in this oppressed situation, mm-hmm. make the right choices. Okay. The power of the vote is so important mm-hmm. that if your vote and my vote and the other person's vote and the other person's vote, all of us without jobs, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. but we make the right choice, it could determine whether you have a job tomorrow Amen. or whether you stay jobless yeah. for another 10 years. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And that's very powerful. And guys, you're watching this. If you've not registered to vote, you can always pick up your vote at Ahuduma Center anywhere near you. We're getting ready to vote in the next election. So please don't be left behind. Let's get involved in this political process because as Bishop said, they determine our lives. It does. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have a um an id card and you're already 18 and above yeah go get it go get you know there's a time uh, when yeah. i was pastor in valley road i yeah. don't know whether you are there i must have been there <laughs> when when i uh i i asked elections were coming around the corner yeah. And, yeah. and people are registering for uh to, to vote yeah are taking their voters card and i came in the church on a sunday morning and i say how many of you do not have I, I, was you are there? I was there, yeah. Because yeah. I found that so many of our members yeah. had not even taken a voter's card. Yes. Yeah. Some of them didn't have IDs and they were over 18. Yeah. How are you going to determine the future of the nation yeah. if you don't have an ID hmm. and you don't have a voter's card? Hmm. Those are two of your weapons that no one can deny you, you know, hmm. whether you are jobless or not. Yeah. And the third thing is what you do with them. To sell your vote for a thousand shillings mm. is to sell your future. Yeah. And I know that when people are jobless and you're hungry, you know the what I call the Esau syndrome. <laughs> Who cares? You take the bowl of soup. <laughs> you take the bowl of soup. <laughs> but you will be looking for that soup again next week and yeah, it will not be there. It won't be there. That's you better true. plant that seed now yeah. and reap a harvest later. That's how nations have been changed. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And absolutely. mainly by young people. Yes, that's true. <laughs> All right. So we are coming to the end of the the podcast session today. Yes. And this has been very interesting. I think uh, even you. just as we finish, maybe you can let us know. Maybe Bishop retired. Um, so he can let us know what he's you doing have now. To keep <laughs> 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 yeah, we need to know where you are, yes. where we can find you. Actually, you can even tell us where you can we can find you on social media if someone wants to follow you and know what you do. I am there in uh, in, in uh, mainly in on Twitter, yes. Mainly on Twitter. Uh, mainly okay. on Twitter, yes. What's your Twitter handle? At Diogende. At Diogende. Okay. Yes. So we'll put that in the description box as well if you'd like to follow Bishop. Yes. Uh, but just uh, as, as we finish, let us know what you, you're up to, uh, how we can plug in, if you'd like us to plug in. Yes, plug in. Actually, uh, as I said earlier at the beginning, for those of you who are with us from the beginning, mm. um, I'm very passionate about leadership development mm. for the reasons that we talked about. Uh, Many years ago, let me give a longer story <laughs> in okay. a short, in a yes. brief way. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I think I must have been in my late 20s mm-hmm. or early 30s. And I, I, I got concerned, just like you are now, mm-hmm. about the leadership of the nation and how things are going. And I asked myself, is there anything that can be done to change how leadership is done, not just in Kenya, but in Africa? Mm-hmm. And I got very passionate about it. 
I began to find out if there's anything I can do. Mm. I may not change the world. I may not change the country, but I could change two people. Mm. I could change three people. So that is what got me to what I'm doing now. So I went into school to study leadership. So I did a master's in leadership. I went on to do a PhD in leadership. And so now I'm uh, actually basically engaged in leadership development for young people, for individuals, for organizations, if possible for the nation. Uh, those of you who listen to Hope FM, I have been running a leadership uh, forum mm. since 2009, every Monday, for the same reason. So right now, we've just created a, a consultancy called the Catalyst mm. to catalyze leadership. Amen. For everybody. Okay, the yes. Catalyst. Yes. So where do we find the Catalyst? How do we plug into the Catalyst? The Catalyst. You can go to. Uh, we have a, we have website. a website. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you can go to the we'll, Catalyst.com. Okay. We we'll link that in the description as well. Yes. You have and, social uh, media. Then, then yes, you okay. can get uh, get in touch with us, and we will. I'm very passionate, especially for the younger people, mm. because we I know that we can do a lot yeah. with the older people. Mm. But the fruit thereof mm. will be very little. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we have right now. There's very little, uh, Suzanne, that you can tell me yeah. that would change my way of thinking mm. and my way of doing things. Because I've been doing it for the last 50, 60 years. Yeah, you know that's true. <laughs> but for the younger person, mm. uh, hopefully, there's a little seed we can plant in you mm. that can then help you to be a better person in whichever space you find yourself. Mm -hmm. So we, we are very passionate about uh, leadership development for the younger people and uh, for everybody, but especially for the younger people. So okay. if, if you go to our website, you'll see some we'll of the see. things that we want to do. All right. We'll, we'll link the description. We'll link the website in the description yeah. and you can definitely find the Catalyst and plugin as you as you would like. Yes. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much, Bishop, for coming. Uh, this has been a very interesting episode. Uh, personally, even for me, I've learned quite a bit from thank you. you. <laughs> and we will look forward to having you back again in case people have more questions. Excellent. I'll be happy to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So, so thank you so much. Um, and thanks, guys, for watching. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.